section forty one of junior classics volume five stories that never grow old this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. junior classics volume five stories that never grow old edited by william patton section forty one christian and hopeful are captives in doubting castle by john bunyan i saw then that they went on their way to a pleasant river which david the king called the river of god but john the river of the water of life now their way lay just upon the bank of the river here therefore christian and his companion walked with great delight they drank also of the water of the river which was pleasant and enlivening to their weary spirits besides on the banks of this river on either side were green trees that bore all manner of fruit and the leaves of the trees were good for medicine with the fruit of these trees they were also much delighted and the leaves they ate to prevent surfeits and other diseases that are incident to those that heat their blood by travels on either side of the river was also a meadow curiously beautified with lilies and it was green all the year long in this meadow they lay down and slept for here they might lie down safely when they awoke they gathered again of the fruit of the trees and drank again of the water of the river and then lay down again to sleep thus they did several days and nights and when they were disposed to go on they eat and drank and departed now i beheld in my dream that they had not journeyed far but the river and the way for a time parted at which they were not a little sorry yet they durst not go out of the way now the way from the river was rough and their feet tender by reason of their travels so the soul of the pilgrims was much discouraged because of the way now a little before them there was on the left hand of the road a meadow and a stile to go over into it and that meadow is called by-path meadow then said christian to his fellow if this meadow lieth along by our wayside let's go over into it then he went to the stile to see and behold a path lay along by the way on the other side of the fence tis according to my wish said christian here is the easiest going come good hopeful and let us go over hopeful but how if this path should lead us out of the way christian that's not like said the other look doth it not go along by the wayside so hopeful being persuaded by his fellow went after him over the stile when they were gone over and were got into the path they found it very easy for their feet and withal 
they looking before them espied a man walking as they did and his name was vain confidence so they called after him and asked him whither that way led he said to the celestial gate look said christian did i not tell you so by this you may see we are right so they followed and he went before them but behold the night came on and it grew very dark so that they that were behind lost the sight of him that went before he therefore that went before vain confidence by name not seeing the way before him fell into a deep pit which was on purpose there made by the prince of those grounds to catch vainglorious fools withal and was dashed in pieces with his fall now christian and his fellow heard him fall so they called to know the matter but there was none to answer only they heard a groaning then said hopeful where are we now then was his fellow silent as mistrusting that he had led him out of the way and now it began to rain and thunder and lighten in a very dreadful manner and the water rose amain then hopeful groaned in himself saying oh that i had kept on my way christian who could have thought that this path should have led us out of the way hopeful i was afraid aunt at the very first and therefore gave you that gentle caution i would have spoken plainer but that you are older than i christian good brother be not offended i am sorry i have brought thee out of the way and that i have put thee into such imminent danger pray my brother forgive me i did not do it of an evil intent hopeful be comforted my brother for i forgive thee and believe too that this shall be for our good christian i am glad i have with me a merciful brother but we must not stand thus let's try to go back again hopeful but good brother let me go before christian no if you please let me go first that if there be any danger i may be first therein because by my means we are both gone out of the way hopeful no said hopeful you shall not go first for your mind being troubled may lead you out of the way again then for their encouragement they heard the voice of one saying let thine heart be towards the highway even the way that thou wentest turn again but by this time the waters were greatly risen by reason of which the way of going back was very dangerous then i thought that it is easier going out of the way when we are in than going in when we are out yet they adventured to go back but it was so dark and the flood was so high that in their going back they had like to have been drowned nine or ten times neither could they with all the skill they had get again to the stile that night 
wherefore at last lighting under a little shelter they sat down there till the day break but being weary they fell asleep now there was not far from the place where they lay a castle called doubting castle the owner whereof was giant despair and it was in his grounds they were now sleeping wherefore he getting up in the morning early and walking up and down in his fields caught christian and hopeful asleep in his grounds then with a grim and surly voice he bid them awake and asked them whence they were and what they did in his grounds they told him they were pilgrims and that they had lost their way then said the giant you have this night trespassed on me by trampling in and lying on my grounds and therefore you must go along with me so they were forced to go because he was stronger than they they also had but little to say for they knew themselves in a fault the giant therefore drove them before him and put them into his castle into a very dark dungeon nasty and stinking to the spirits of these two men here then they lay from wednesday morning till saturday night without one bit of bread or drop of drink or light or any to ask how they did they were therefore here in evil case and were far from friends and acquaintance now in this place christian had double sorrow because twas through his unadvised haste that they were brought into this distress now giant despair had a wife and her name was diffidence so when he was gone to bed he told his wife what he had done to wit that he had taken a couple of prisoners and cast them into his dungeon for trespassing on his grounds then he asked her also what he had best do further to them so she asked him what they were whence they came and whither they were bound and he told her then she counselled him that when he arose in the morning he should beat them without any mercy so when he arose he getteth him a grievous crab-tree cudgel and goes down into the dungeon to them and there first falls to rating of them as if they were dogs although they gave him never a word of distaste then he falls upon them and beats them fearfully in such sort that they were not able to help themselves or to turn them upon the floor this done he withdraws and leaves them there to condole their misery and to mourn under their distress so all that day they spent the time in nothing but sighs and bitter lamentations the next night she talking with her husband about them further and understanding that they were yet alive did advise him to counsel them to make away themselves so when morning was come he goes to them in a surly manner as before and perceiving them to be very sore 
with the stripes that he had given them the day before he told them that since they were never like to come out of that place their only way would be forthwith to make an end of themselves either with knife halter or poison for why said he should you choose life seeing it is attended with so much bitterness but they desired him to let them go with that he looked ugly upon them and rushing to them had doubtless made an end of them himself but that he fell into one of his fits for he sometimes in sunshine weather fell into fits and lost for a time the use of his hand wherefore he withdrew and left them as before to consider what to do then did the prisoners consult between themselves whether twas best to take his counsel or no and thus they began to discourse christian brother said christian what shall we do the life that we now live is miserable for my part i know not whether is best to live thus or to die out of hand my soul chooseth strangling rather than life and the grave is more easy for me than this dungeon shall we be ruled by the giant hopeful indeed our present condition is dreadful and death would be far more welcome to me than thus for ever to abide but yet let us consider the lord of the country to which we are going hath said thou shalt do no murder no not to another man's person much more then are we forbidden to take his counsel to kill ourselves and let us consider again that all the law is not in the hand of giant despair others so far as i can understand have been taken by him as well as we and yet have escaped out of his hand who knows but that god that made the world may cause that giant despair may die or that at some time or other he may forget to lock us in or but he may in short time have another of his fits before us and may lose the use of his limbs and if ever that should come to pass again for my part i am resolved to pluck up the heart of a man and to try my utmost to get from under his hand i was a fool that i did not try to do it before but however my brother let's be patient and endure a while the time may come that may give us a happy release but let us not be our own murderers with these words hopeful at present did moderate the mind of his brother so they continued together in the dark that day in their sad and doleful condition well towards evening the giant goes down into the dungeon again to see if his prisoners had taken his counsel but when he came there he found them alive and truly alive was all for now what for want of bread and water and by reason of the wounds they received when he beat them they could do little but breathe 
but i say he found them alive at which he fell into a grievous rage and told them that seeing they disobeyed his counsel it should be worse with them than if they had never been born at this they trembled greatly and i think christian fell into a swoon but coming a little to himself again they renewed their discourse about the giant's counsel and whether yet they had best to take it or no now christian again seemed to be for doing it but hopeful made his second reply as followeth hopeful my brother said he rememberest thou not how valiant thou hast been heretofore apollyon could not crush thee nor could all that thou didst hear or see or feel in the valley of the shadow of death what hardship terror and amazement hast thou already gone through and art thou now nothing but fear thou seest that i am in the dungeon with thee a far weaker man by nature than thou art also this giant has wounded me as well as thee and hath also cut off the bread and water from my mouth and with thee i mourn without the light but let's exercise a little more patience remember how thou playedst the man at vanity fair and wast neither afraid of the chain nor cage nor yet of bloody death wherefore let us at least to avoid the shame that becomes not a christian to be found in bear up with patience as well as we can now night being come again and the giant and his wife being in bed she asked him concerning the prisoners and if they had taken his counsel to which he replied they are sturdy rogues they choose rather to bear all hardship than to make away themselves then said she take them into the castle-yard to-morrow and show them the bones and skulls of those that thou hast already dispatched and make them believe ere a week comes to an end thou also wilt tear them in pieces as thou hast done their fellows before them so when the morning was come the giant goes to them again and takes them into the castle-yard and shows them as his wife had bidden him these said he were pilgrims as you are once and they trespassed in my grounds as you have done and when i thought fit i tore them in pieces and so within ten days i will do you go get you down to your den again and with that he beat them all the way thither they lay therefore all day on saturday in a lamentable case as before now when night was come and when mrs diffidence and her husband the giant were got to bed they began to renew their discourse of the prisoners and withal the old giant wondered that he could neither by his blows nor counsel bring them to an end 
and with that his wife replied i fear said she that they live in hope that some will come to relieve them or that they have picklocks about them by the means of which they hope to escape and sayest thou so my dear said the giant i will therefore search them in the morning well on saturday about midnight they began to pray and continued in prayer till almost break of day now a little before it was day good christian as one half amazed break out in passionate speech what a fool quoth he am i thus to lie in a stinking dungeon when i may as well walk at liberty i have a key in my bosom called promise that will i am persuaded open any lock in doubting castle then said hopeful that's good news good brother pluck it out of thy bosom and try then christian pulled it out of his bosom and began to try at the dungeon door whose bolt as he turned the key gave back and the door flew open with ease and christian and hopeful both came out then he went to the outward door that leads into the castle yard and with his key opened that door also after he went to the iron gate for that must be opened too but that lock went damnable hard yet the key did open it then they thrust open the gate to make their escape with speed but that gate as it opened made such a creaking that it waked giant despair who hastily rising to pursue his prisoners felt his limbs to fail for his fits took him again so that he could by no means go after them then they went on and came to the king's highway again and so were safe because they were out of his jurisdiction now when they were gone over the stile they began to contrive with themselves what they should do at that stile to prevent those that should come after from falling into the hands of giant despair so they consented to erect there a pillar and to engrave upon the side thereof this sentence over this stile is the way to doubting castle which is kept by giant despair who despiseth the king of the celestial country and seeks to destroy his holy pilgrims many therefore that followed after read what was written and escaped the danger this done they sang as follows out of the way we went and then we found what twas to tread upon forbidden ground and let them that come after have a care lest heedlessness makes them as we to fare lest they for trespassing his prisoners are whose castles doubting and whose names despair end of section forty one